fret did you play that on? Was it like, hold on. It's like, where's that high note, bro? I didn't, there it is. I can't. It's a good thing that you play the past 12 fret and I don't. That's that's how we work things out. Yeah, that. I think it's appropriate. Someone has to do the dirty work. Also, my, <laughs> my guitar is completely out of tune. Well, hey there, beautiful listeners. Welcome back inside the sound. This is Michael. And this is Ryan. And, uh, bam, there we go. We are quite pleased to uh, be talking amongst ourselves for this conversation because, uh, well, because we're special. I'm a special guest. I can be the special guest here for this conversation. Any conversation that I'm a part of is. I think we had some. I don't even know what to call it. Philosophical energy bleed over from the conversation we just had. It got us talking about some other things. We just had a conversation with beautiful, wonderful people, great guests, and very excited for next week for for it to premiere, come out. I don't want to necessarily like name drop, you know, but they're you know, friends are kind of a big deal. But um, it's funny how yeah, like if you get into a good zone, good conversation with somebody, one, you know, one of our many great, right, guests and people that have come on the show, will get involved in a the conversation, they'll hang up, and then you and I just have, I don't know, more, more to say, more to think. It does sometimes spur these conversations with you and me. I don't Timing know is... Um... Well, as you know, I'm one with the mystery. I don't know about what what you consider yourself right now. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. And um that's okay. I'm I'm going to experience life and see what happens, right? And uh seems like we always end up having philosophical deep topics come up in the conversations that we have with everybody um so i think there's an area in life that we kind of explore on our own a lot of times because a lot of people don't really want to go there and comfortable we talked about it though yeah you know it's takes a little bit of courage to bring up things that you don't really understand or I don't even know it's that you aren't comfortable talking about or maybe you don't think it's worth talking about I, I don't know what is it what is worth talking about you mean like death what happens to our consciousness that's been uh that's come up a few times and um i don't know being that i'm just at a point right now where i feel like some of the things i love the most died in really the past year i guess so then you begin to 
become more acquainted with the idea of death, especially if you see it happen in real time. Yeah, if you watch... It's, it's a hard thing to, to, to come to terms with. If you watch... Oh, I was going to say, if you watch someone you love die, you how would, see it. Do you want to get into that? I don't sure. even know if you want to go into that because you mentioned having to deal with that at a young age. Yeah, I mean, at least the, the dog, right? Like my dog passed away because we had to put him down. And I was there for it. I was 10. And like I was emotionally connected to the animal. And like to watch death happen to something you love. And so it was, uh, I don't know, like a weird, grim preparatory for because uh, I had what I had a parent pass my mom passed away when I was 16 and like I watched her die like I was there at the hospital at next to her on the hospital bed you know watching it and uh yeah that that didn't prepare me for it it's funny um life feels so permanent and vigorous and so I don't know, you you do sometimes take it for granted. But life is also fragile and precious and you may not be prepared for the partings. You know, life is greeted in partings. You may we're not always necessarily ready for the parting part of it. We're not always ready for the greetings either. I'm not sure I was ready to meet some of the people I've met, say even through the course of the show, right? But I met them when I met them. You know? Some that That's I was ready for. Some I yeah, wasn't. Sometimes, because, yeah, sometimes when you meet people and the way things could play out with them, you're like, man, maybe, maybe I wasn't ready to meet this person. That's interesting. Nope. Some of them I was like, wasn't ready to meet you. Other people I'm like, I've been waiting my whole life to meet you. Where you been? You know? Meeting you, it felt like that. We kind of just, uh, once the guitars came out, it was like, where's the, this is the guitar player I've been waiting for my whole, my whole teenage years. I was waiting for someone to want to play guitar with me and play kick-ass rock and roll. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of dudes just couldn't handle it, frankly. I think it was a problem. They couldn't handle the intensity of awesomeness of the rock. Anyway, but yeah, man, like greetings are that way too. They can be unexpected, but so can partings. And, um, yeah. Yeah, man, like you may not be prepared for that. And it's a lot like, I heard Jocko Willink talk about this. It's actually, uh, it was a song that Akira the Dom put together, the first Jocko album. So it's like Jocko giving his speeches and then cut to music. It talks about like waves of sorrow and how like it hits you in waves. And it's just, it was so, see, I'd gone through my mom dying and I'd gone through some real crazy shit. Uh, I yeah. want to get into all the terrible things that happened to me after my mom died, but uh, I turned into a difficult teenager. Anyway, um, and uh, yeah, I. It's just it's funny. I I pause here and I and I lose my train of thought because I I really. It's kind of hard for me to even say that. Like it's hard for me to think about God twenty years ago, who I was and how my brain worked in like. I look at myself now and uh, I don't know, I'm not that same person anymore, but like sometimes 
you know, when the grief hits you, those waves of sorrow, there's no, like you, your boat could have been turned the wrong way in the ocean, you see, and the wave hits you, flop, you know, flips your boat over unexpectedly. You weren't prepared. What you got to do is get back in the boat, you know, but sometimes you're just drowning. And that's what I was doing. I was drowning for a long time. And uh, so I went through some phases. One of them included crack cocaine <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and a lot of it <laughs> and, uh, and, and some meth. And, you know, like I went through some shit, man. And, uh, you know, another thing too is that when someone you love dies, you're not necessarily mourning their death, but the loss of the potential future. Like I never got a chance to reconcile with my mom the fact that she was pretty damn abusive when I was a kid. Like I got thrown through the drywall. I was abused. I mean, I was abused, abused. And uh, Mm -hmm. because she's gone, no one else in my family can admit it or acknowledge it or talk about it. And I never got that closure with her to like really put it behind me. So sometimes you're not ready. That's part of the timing is maybe there are things that you wanted to do with this individual, or maybe like you said, there are things you, you thought you would be able to get closure for. And then all of a sudden that potential is gone now. And you, it's kind of, you're stuck in this. What if energy and that can, that can do you in, man. I don't wonder what if, what could have been, why does that bother us so much? the what could have been stuff like why it, I, I feel like that thought process or that loop that you can get caught in seems well, like because if you're gonna live forever about it if you're gonna live forever and for everything in the culture want, wants to make you think that you're a king and you can live for at least in western culture I'm talking about us now to be clear because we we have beautiful listeners all over the world in terms here it's like live for today it's all like i don't know there's just there is this complete and other utter like taboo on death in at least western american culture at least like dia de los muertos and like like if i go down south and i don't know there's just there's different places where like it is more normal but like we don't see death we don't see um you know it used to be not all the long ago bro if you wanted to eat something you had to put a spear in it yourself you know you had to fish it yourself you had to skin that animal yourself you know like, you had to, man does it feel like we're somehow in denial about death here yeah 100 why are we in denial about it i don't know we put formaldehyde in bodies why just to help it why why do i need to see that body decaying why can't you just burn it put those ashes in the soil where it can grow I mean, I don't know. Some of it, we really, we want to hold on to our personas after death. Like why, why do you, why do I want to be put in a box and be buried underground in a box? That's so claustrophobic to me. Burn my ashes, spread me like in the wind, you know, on a mountainside. I want to be in the desert air. Like I, I don't want to be underground, you know, or if you're going to bury me underground, fine, bury me under a tree. But I, <laughs> I'm just saying like, I don't, I don't want to be in a box somewhere, right? I don't want to be filled with formaldehyde. It's not what I want, but I don't even think in this country think, you can do that. Yeah. I don't even think you can die without putting formaldehyde in your body. I think that's a requirement now, a lot of places. Isn't that weird? And, um, you know, we have a really weird, the, the whole 
fucking like just death itself is so taboo like yeah but it's like it surrounds us every day even the plants live and die they don't that tree that cactus out there that that's not a rock that just sits there that's a living organism that will live breathe and die you know like death is everywhere we look life is is life eating life life is death you can't have life without death there there are literally two sides of the exact same coin so i mean going to sleep and dying might seem like a really terrible crazy thing but let me ask you man like how terrible was it before you woke up the first day you were born where did you come from was it awful then before you like what about every night when you go to sleep and you lay your head down to the pillow and that thing you're shutting off your brain how do you know you're going to wake up where do you go oh no you shut i've off? thought plenty about that you know we don't attribute to any big deal or to be terrified of the empty space that existed in life before we were born but it's like the one that comes after seems to be this big terrifying thing i think i, I think maybe we want everything to last forever we like as human beings we can't come to terms with the fact that everything was made to be temporary in a sense and i think you're hitting the nail on the head ryan i think you're hitting the reason why that's going to be the title of our next album our next album our our album our debut album when it actually does come out right better late than never because nothing but lasts forever so with the with that understanding though comes i mean it's laughable all these things we do to each other and uh all these little all the minutiae that we get caught up in and fight with people over for what it's like guys our life is going to be over here we got we got better things to do you know you know there are people like again we're not going to say the, the name of the group but two individuals we talk to who are shining examples of people out there you know living life the right way <coughs> authentically yeah, yeah and in a in a very real way that generates love and energy and joy for others it's beautiful man that's what that's what creative people can do i mean our look at our our friends like creative output and like what is possible um while we're still alive before that nap for that last one there's so much that's possible but culture is not your friend man like no and this is any culture that's, that's the scary thing it's not just western culture it's not it's uh if you start learning about other cultures from all around the world you find out two things number one we're all the same number two there's just it, the rackets are all there they're just in different places and in just different words and different but like everywhere you look the, you see like culture is an artificial boundary on a human being's mind it's like the culture is like the you know the edge of the video game when you go and you're like at the edge of the wall and you can't go any further because the developer or the person that designed that game that created it put the wall there you see 
so you can't go past the wall. That's culture. And even as a kid, you know, playing a video game, the deepest part of you wants to fight that. Break the goddamn wall, right? You want to bust it down. Give me the gun from the other part where I was shooting the zombies. I want to, I've, I've aimed it at the wall, haven't you? Throwing grenades. Or, or it's like the, the mountain's there. Why can't I climb it? Exactly. Because in real life, that's the funny thing too. In real life, uh, we're just crazy animal, like evolved monkeys. You realize that we don't want the control. We don't want to be controlled. We want to be wild and free, but we accept a certain level of control. We, we accept the parameters of the game and that's called culture. And unfortunately I feel like it is more of a game than anything else. Isn't it, it is. Dude, it is. That's all that it is. Being a U.S. citizen playing that role is nothing more than playing a first person shooter game or whatever. I'm Minecraft, like whatever. I could be playing any video game, like whatever role you step into when you play the video game, that's what it's like being a citizen of the US. But it's also that way being a, a person brought up in a religious sect or being a citizen of whatever other country, insert country, Costa Rica, Pura Vida. Uh, <laughs> you know, whatever, wherever you're from, it's a role you're stepping into. That culture is a mask. It's a persona. It's a something you were taught. It's something imposed externally on you by someone else who created it. It's just a like the programmer in the video game. Exactly. Exactly, dude. And something you know, it's inside like, choose us. Choose your character. You want to make a video game reference. Choose your character. And, and once you choose your character, there are strengths, there are limitations, there are characteristics yeah plus three healing factor minus four this plus four offense whatever defense and it's the same thing that same exact situation applies to the mask you put on when you pick a career when you pick a love religion. loved one yeah religion a partner uh a business partner right when you create a podcast and i think this might be important to bring up we're not saying that because you're religious, you're fake, or you're because you have this certain profession, you're fake. I think what we're saying no, it's is broader than that. be very conscious of why you're doing what you're doing, I think is what we're trying to say. Acknowledge the fact that most of who you think you are is just in how you are related to others. And a lot of your own perceptions of yourself or expectations that have been communicated by others that isn't necessarily something you picked for yourself, you know? Yeah. That's scary. Scary? Really scary. The idea that parts of you, um, behaviors, thought processes that are very fundamental to your existence and your experience in life were chosen by other people for you. Yeah. And placed upon me. And it might not even be something that I've thought about or asked myself if it's what <laughs> I really want. It's funny too, because <laughs> it can be well-intentioned. Culture is not necessarily when I say culture is not your friend, it's such a, it's a Terrence McKenna thing. Yeah, I think, I think intention is a completely different conversation, really. Different. 
that culture, like me being brought up, say, in a particular culture, a particular state, particular country, particular religion, particular belief system, whatever the fuck, right? Me, those, those values and those uh, ideas and abstracts that are, that I was, that was forced upon me, let's say, it was meant to shape me into something that was to be the best of whatever. Like it was, it was certainly, it certainly had the best of intentions, even if, yeah, I don't think it worked out that way, right? Like necessarily my upbringing. But ultimately, when you get old enough and mature enough, you get to choose at a certain point in your life, which roles, which masks to put on, which persona you really want to be. Like, we think that we don't have a lot of control when we're young, we're kids, because we think we have to do what we're told. But then at some point, we all get to figure out the great big lie. And the great big lie is that even the people at the top of the food chain, with all the money and all the power and all the resources and everything, they're not actually smarter than you and me. They're not actually more capable. They're not actually any different. Like they're just human. So yeah, they have different experiences. Sure. But like, there's no one better or worse than me. There's no one uh, more capable or less capable than me. What I instead now feel like I see is I look around and I see a bunch of the same divine spark that like proliferated in 8 billion ways in unique ways. Like it's as if the same organism decided I want 8 billion varieties of myself all at the same time, all existing, living and dying. Well, that's a shame though, man. You, you talk shame. about a divine spark or something, you know, really special in each of us. Uh-huh. Look, I understand reality and I understand the game that we're playing here right i don't I understand it. reality i'm not completely clear naive. i know you do i don't no i'm not not like the nature of reality but the reality of day-to-day -day life here in the united states okay fair i get that game the, and this is the shame thing in order to be respected you have to pick a role that's respected in our culture you also need to drive a cool car. Yeah. It's kind of important. You have to think about it though. If you want to be looked at a certain way, you have to have a certain job or a certain title. <sighs> I, I wish it weren't that way and we can ignore it all we want. But if someone says, I'm a doctor, I have my own practice. I've been practicing for 10 years. You know, he gets up in, in front of 500 people what how are they going to look at him as opposed to someone who's like i'm an artist and i have my own gallery and i do paintings do you know that 18 years ago we were having a similar conversation and you were making a similar point and i learned something like i, I feel like i've learned a lot from our interactions not because you're any more wise than me or anything just because like, well, it crystallizes That's things for sure. me. I, <laughs> uh, like again, special guest we had today, wonderful interview. It's like I had these moments of brilliance only because the people that I was talking to, they were brilliant. And like, because of some of the things that they said, it crystallized it for me. And I was able to articulate something in the moment that I wasn't really able to do before. 
and it's also listening to lectures and things and 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 accumulating data right over time or maybe it's just being outside in nature and looking at the sky i don't know what it does it over time well that's like, true though when you're finally expressing it you finally understand it mm -hmm. weird right you did this to me man with this topic and and like talking about i was not the i don't know i was a conf it's funny it's like i had to I was already this, I was always this guy, Ryan, that wanted to be, I mean, when I was two, I, I remember I escaped, I guess. And I think it was, I think it was, uh, I think it was a college graduation that I was able to get up in front of thousands of people as a two-year-old run to the stage. And I guess I started taking bows. Like there's something in me. Not surprising. Not surprised. Knowing me, not surprising at all. Right. There's something in me that's always been that. And then it was like a lifetime of, of that being beat the fuck out of me and being trained. No, 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 no. That's not you. That's not for you. That's for others. Those are for sinners. You see, you got to be this other thing. Yeah. And part of what you said to me 18 years ago was the thing that helped me crystallize. Oh yeah, I can choose. I don't know, man. Like I, it turns out I actually really like, here's another one that was, I find here's a loop that I find fascinating. So do you remember when you met me and I was like, uh, metal like I remember I was actually like that there was some music that you would play yeah. you would play Pantera for me I'd be like I can't listen to this right. I actually liked heavy music I always have I can remember I, I, there was a dude that I knew when I was like I don't know we, we were 11 or 12 or whatever like in in early early middle school uh, I remember his name was Darren and he was a cool dude I remember he was in the Metallica and so like he played Metallica for me we were sitting outside uh, the school waiting for rides or whatever. And we were just like bumping some music. I think we had headphones on or whatever. And he would let me listen to it. It was like my first real exposure to Metallica. And I didn't know what the fuck to do with it. I was like, what the fuck is this? I couldn't get enough of it. Right. That's yeah. the kid I was. How come when you met me, I was like, Oh, this is, well, there was, there was some social conditioning that got, that got worked in that I ended up accepting. Heavy right? conditioning. Yeah. Heavy. Like certain, let's say certain tempos and certain key signatures don't invite uh, a good spirit, let's say. Aggressive tempos. Yeah. That's what I was beat to believe, essentially, mentally beaten to believe. And uh, meeting you was the very beginning of the unlocking of that again for me in my early 20s. And then now as we've moved on, we've been friends for a lot of years. And I don't know, some years you've wanted to hang out with me less than others. <laughs> But, you know, some, some years no we don't, comment. We, <laughs> uh, uh, but like, it was like this unlocking process. And it's only recently that I feel like I've finally been able to, I can listen to heavy music and not feel guilty. Like I'm doing something wrong. Well, was what's nice that about that? What's nice about it is you can just experience the art for what it is and what it was made for without any injected associations or injected supposed meanings or motivations. Yeah. Just it's experience just, the art. And it's not even just metal music, dude. It's all music. It's all art. It's everybody we met on this journey. It's all the guests. It's all the beautiful listeners across the world. Like, is in fact the whole process. It has been 
a living thing. And it's opened my eyes. And it's not just the metal. I mean, even though I certainly have my, you know, I have my preferences, I seem to really like intense music a lot, but I, it's, it's meeting these beautiful, brilliant minds from all over the world, from all these well, different we backgrounds were, and different we were languages. calculated with that, calculated with trying to maybe talk to the type of people that we would least ever talk to or we were least likely to ever talk to. Yeah. And going out of our way to talk to them. Because think about it. Do you look at the list of, it was calculated. Well, but and, and not over calculated either. I think it was also just. No, and, and I, when I said that, I'm like, I, I don't want people to. Yeah, like, oh, I'm a brilliant I'm mastermind. It, it was yeah. more like, how do you explain calculation that's also on the spot in the moment because i also feel like it was the algorithm and it was maybe, our seeking too maybe a better way to say it is we went with our guts yeah on it not overthought not over because yeah, there's an association with calculation yeah like you have some ulterior motive or you're like like you said like you got some like uh lifeless plan that you're trying to execute almost it wasn't it. that it wasn't that it was it was more we just went with our gut regardless of how regardless of of anything i guess I mean, that's our problem ryan is we need more calculation we should make more calculated actions uh <clears throat> like our website and our patreon but i i i agree with you man and, and i this whole process man has been mine like you cannot it, it, what's funny too is that because I have re-listened and as embarrassing as it is to re-listen to myself from two, three years ago. Um, if hard, you start the journey, listening to those. what's fascinating about our show is if you start the journey with us at the beginning and then you listen to all of the episodes and you come all the way, finally, once you found us, you realize how awesome we are. You go, oh my God, I got to listen to every show. And oh my God, who are these amazing people from all over the world? Oh my God, this person's huge. How come I've never heard of them? Oh my God, they're talented as hell. How, how is it possible I've never heard of this person? And then like you, oh my God, there's another and another and another musician and another musician and another musician. And it turns out these guys have been talking to the most talented creatives. musicians in the world, creatives in the world for years now. Like, masterminds like brilliant and we're all on the similar wave everybody's just like we're all about this output all collectively we're all doing the same mission the same thing human connection motions output it's all the same and in a beautiful way where we have found the tribe of people that we were meant to find it's it's this invisible web i've always talked about and if you go from the start of our journey to just today and you listen to all that content and you see how you and even you and i have changed man we're the same but we've changed and how it's impacted us in our growth it's we're breaking some rules i think <clears throat> with the way we're doing this okay we break all the rules as far as how we engage people i'm a, I'm a time bandit time rebel i break yeah. rules that's what i do I don't even we believe don't in how to we don't know how to do the like cookie cutter professional quote unquote transactional conversation we're we're inept at that i mean i know how to do it <laughs> uh but i don't enjoy it we're incapable how about that 
I mean, I can do anything. I'm pretty capable. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Okay. We don't want to do that. <laughs> I just enjoy giving you a hard time in any way, shape and or form. Uh, but yeah, man, like it is three, lo- three levels of emotional. Uh, <laughs> it's this journey, dude. That's stubbornness. Like, open my mind and my eyes to the thing. Like I really did think I, there was a part of me, dude, that was like, there really aren't that there aren't that many people in this world that could even understand me. I just felt so isolated. I mean, you and I have always been of a like mind. So we've had great conversations when, when, you know, we hang out, et cetera. But like, I didn't understand that there were so many of us all over the world. Not really, not as drastically. And dude, this invisible web is, is a real thing. Like, we're, we're witnessing the blossoming of a worldwide community of musicians, unlike anything that's ever happened Creative. in history. I know I say musicians a lot, because in my mind, I think musician, and it's always about music, but I am interchanging that word with creative. You're right, because there aren't just musicians, are they? These are video editors, we, audio editors. These are, you know, we, musicians too narrow of a term. We have people that are just creatives in general on the show. It's true. It's just what we want. We want people who are of this like mind. You're right. Musician is as broad of a term as I like to use it. It is too narrow of a term. It actually is because it's what we're all about is not necessarily the music, even though we're all about the music, those of us that play instruments and sing, it's, it is about the emotions and the connection and the creation and the output. That's what it's about. You're right. I mean, that's right, dude. Cause I think even when people say, Oh, well, it's, it's all about the music. That's what they really mean. I think that's right, dude. I think, I think that's right. And this is what you do for me, man. You crystallize things for me. Yeah, man. I think that's right. I think it's something more primal. I think we use the word music. The words is a stand in for something else, but that's not the thing. The word music is not the thing that we're doing. It's not. No, again, we get caught in these thought processes and paradigms. Like the the keyboard sitting next to you or behind you. That's a means to an end. It's a tool. You know? And I think we kind of miss that sometimes. That's the difference between people who are authentic in their art in their music or whatever and people that aren't is the whether or not the expression like uh what am i trying to say man you mentioned the keyboard behind me like the tool like what are you using the tool for how is it being used with what intent and that's the key not necessarily the actual notes coming out of the instrument you know yeah i that's is there anything really more than human beings wanting to feel things and experience things <laughs> isn't doesn't it seem really. man god damn it's a good question dude that's a good Not question because really. dude isn't everything in culture and everything around us just subterfuge for that like just something to st- just something to stand in its place, like a roller coaster ride in a theme park. It's all just a distraction for the emotions you're trying to you're trying to feel that rush, yeah. you know. 
you're trying TV to get shows. entertained. You're trying to get your mind off of the, the fact that we live in a finite existence and we're all going to die and we don't want to think about death. So we got to, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I do believe <laughs> there's that escapism yeah. mentality, but I also believe there's a novelty of just wanting a new experience. Uh, it's like when you go to a movie, sometimes, yeah, you, there is an element of escapism, but there's also the element of curiosity and just wanting to experience something. Maybe you want to know what happens. Curiosity. We, as human beings, that's high on the list, isn't it? Wanting to know what happens. Why? Why do we want to know why? Why do we want to know how things, like, how, why, do, why do we even care how the earth was created? We care. Like, as a know. species, we care. Whether or not we assign a religious explanation to it, a scientific explanation to it, I find that somehow it's still, like even science has its limits, doesn't it? Like scientists sometimes, like how is it that you're telling me that the charge of this thing is a specific voltage when it's, not, it's literally a measurement of the average because you don't know the specific voltage in the damn wire. Like you have to take an average of it and that's the voltage. Like it's not the actual, it's just, I don't know. Science is not as crystal clear clear yeah as we were it's also a form of belief system not that there's anything wrong with it because it's given us so much and and to be fair to religion isn't it giving us so it's much just the the it's evidence the evidence and this might sound this might be a captain obvious moment but the evidence for the scientific is so blatant sometimes it's very real tangible you know so what's missing though that, at least in my mind why, you know at least this is something that again i'm, I'm going to reference terence again because this is something that in, in lectures i've heard resonating with me it's science wants to remove intent from organic beings and from life when that's part of the program like religion is all intent all like well god must have meant this and then science is like, well, there can't be any gods, so there, there can't. So we have to study this organism with a, as if it were a rock and can't ascribe intent. Like, why is it that some features and traits evolve on organisms and others don't? Or why, why do some, what's reproductive? Like, why are some organisms reproduced and others aren't? You know, there's a reality in there that has to do with, like, there's a consciousness behind, there's an intention behind. Just like a tree intends to drink water. Right? So it's going to grow toward water. It's how it's shaped. It's what it does. It's also going to reach up to the sky to, to get you know, air and sunlight. Right, But that's how it's intended. Am I making any? Well, again, it just makes me think we're more designed to experience in a lot of ways than we are like it feels the way our body's wired like it feels way more inclined to to innately want to experience than it does to want to create i think a lot of times a human being is much like a whirlpool, whirlpool. it's more like a, ha a human being is more like a happening than a noun it's more like an action we're humaning more so than we are uh, a person, individual, like we're a huge swirling sea of emotions and biology and chemistry and timing and, and culture and religion. And, and well, dude, you know, maybe third that's grade part teacher, of it, though. the shit she told me, you know what I'm saying? We're human. 
Yeah. And I think we're in denial about what that actually means. Not, not that we shouldn't expect the best out of ourselves in every way possible, but we're just human. And we're in denial about that. Speak for yourself. I'm not in denial. I'm in the, the desert. Well, we're wild and free. Wild and free, baby. Wild and free. Let's just be wild and free. Um, dude, I, I love this. I love the thing that we're doing here. Where else do we get to talk about these things? I mean, this outlet in this way, you know, I just, uh, at least in my life, me personally, it wasn't until I took this journey that I could even have some of the thoughts that I have have some of the ideas and i just uh yeah man i i i'm just really stuck on this image of a creative output being a living thing something that is alive in fact we are human beings seem to be we seem to be wired to like create technology in some way and we we like we want to manifest things in our own image it seems sometimes you know with we want these computers these robots to look like us and but we also we also manifest our own images into the art the output isn't that funny how how many times have we said that we recognize the people's personality in the music or in the art when we actually get to That's know the real thing it's fascinating thing. it's fascinating to see what they're all about in in human form and you consume their art or that you go back and listen to their art after me it doesn't matter like whatever order you do this you listen to the podcast you hear us talk to them you get to experience them as a human and then go listen you go oh my god i didn't hear that before hey that makes sense she said this he said that wow that resonates it is astounding to me how how come I never noticed that before the show? How come I didn't notice that all of the art that I ever heard was people being human? And that's the stuff that really connected with me. The reason why I really love Slash is because he's really expressing himself. Like he really is. Yeah. I, I never yeah. met the guy, but I just know. I just know I've I I can hear expression. And I'm I know enough now from hearing other amazing professional, incredible musicians and then meeting them and going, holy shit this is connected. Like this isn't separate from who they are. This is who, like, this is literally part of them. It's yeah. fascinating to me. I can't get enough of it. It is part of them. We're infinitely complex and yet we're the same thing. We're this, I'm a human being, you're a human being, but we're infinitely different in our tones of our voices, our, our, our expressions are, and I don't know. I, I, you know, the technology, we've created this uh, AI to the point where it can definitely create music. And I hear a lot of uh, influence in, in music as well. Computer, let's say AI or computer influence, I can hear it with my ear. And so can you. That's the crazy thing. Because for whatever reason, however we're wired, uh, where is it? To make illustrate my point. Oh, it's right here. For whatever reason, to illustrate my point here, Ryan. 
uh, as our as our friend and uh, the sage uh, Kira the Don pointed out, you know, he spent all this time looking for software patches for like shakers, and then he realized that the best one is just the one in his hand. You know, the actual shakers. Right. So this is about humans. We prefer this over a computer doing it. Like the fact that you can hear that a human is because it's not perfect. I'm make, I'm screwing up here too. I'm not in rhythm. You know, a lot of those great songs you loved when you were a kid that were recorded way back when the old way before the computers took over. The reason why you love that music is because there are mistakes in the music. You can't really, unless you're an engineer, you can't really even hear them. You know, the only reason why I can hear them is because I spent time uh, uh, with an engineer for a long, for months and months and, months and learning how to do it. Right. Or at least not, not that I can do it, but like learning what it's about and how to listen in that way. It's a skill, right? Problem is, is it changes your hearing. And so all of the music in the culture, for example, is, is very engineer driven too. I think a lot, that's another part of it too. That's a completely different issue. I'm sci on a tangent, but I just, it's this, this is the thing I was going to get to. It's just like, why is it that our human ear wants the shaker that I'm physically shaking more than it wants to hear a computer playing a recording of someone doing that perfectly. What's up with that? You like authenticity, man. There's something inside of us that can almost sense authenticity, I think. We like authenticity. Hmm. I mean, look at it. Even people that are, you know, rock stars living a crazy lifestyle. But if every time they're interviewed, they're being authentic and be like, yeah, this is just who I am, guys. Sorry. Seems like people tend to like that person better than someone doing everything right, but it just looks very fake. We want authenticity. You don't want... Well, you know what? This is another thing I noticed just being out and about. We talk to each other's personas. Hmm. We don't actually talk to each other human to human. Fucking shit. Because we don't want to. We don't don't want to. When I ask you how you're doing, I don't, I mean, and this is not speaking for me. I'm speaking of what it kind of feels like to me. Yeah. When I ask you how you're doing, I'm, this is my persona communicating with your persona. So give me the right answer, which is good. How are you doing? Good or well. We're not actually we're not actually communicating. So it's like the moment where you act, where someone actually knows you're actually talking to them. That's different. People don't actually. Maybe we're scared. I don't know. Maybe we don't know how to do that anymore. That is what's happening. That is what's happening. I wear this persona. His name is Michael. Sometimes you can call him MJ. And he walks out in the world and he talks to your persona. But that doesn't mean you're talking to me, the real me. And that doesn't mean that I'm talking to the real you. Well, talking that's why to you who can, you're acting. Yeah. You can I'm associate with people like at work for years and never really truly know someone or understand that they're awesome or maybe not awesome maybe you think they're awesome and they're actually a piece of shit you don't know you might not actually know i don't know if that matters so much as it does to like remind myself 
to be more authentic, like for people to see that I'm as human as I can be anyway, I, with some limits. Cause I can't, why go- is that a scary thing? I don't know. We talked about that in the conversation, like mm. just talking about what you're really going through in life. Seems like we're afraid to do that. I don't know if it's because we're afraid to be judged or we're afraid to look different. Or we don't showing weakness. weakness. Maybe showing weakness showing is part weakness of is dangerous if you're well known in this world. Because there are people who are so hurting. And yeah. so and there's also bots that are programmed to do it too. It's not just people. But there's also just a lot of like bad intent with programming that we're not acknowledging is swaying us more than we really want to admit. I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, I think that's huh. I think um we're taught to lie too. Feels like we're taught to tell just to say what we're we're almost like taught to be politicians in a way. In well, language, if you're, especially if you're a good if you're a good citizen, you do the good citizenly things. Yeah, I, I suppose if you carry that to the extreme, that's you become the politician, you become the the you know the leader, maybe become the president. I don't I don't know. I mean, do the the politics also seem like a another form of like cultural puppeteering? Like it just it's for entertainment purposes. I mean, there are yeah. some important things happening. I can't I can't deny that, but it's sort of like buried underneath a bunch of subterfuge and a bunch of bullshit. So it's like I even though I know that there are important conversations happening and important things that like Well, and then maybe, to try to like divide the like intellect or like moral fabric of a nation into two ideals seems kind of short-sighted and impossible and then you got to force yourself into one of those Mm -hmm. i mean is it to me it's obviously it feels like a waste of my time and an insult to my intelligence like to tell me you actually expect me to think like say i pick a side and then I'm, I'm supposed to believe that that other side has no good intentions and that other side is always wrong about every issue. And in every single issue, it's always wrong. Even when five years ago on that very same issue, because of a convenient thing that got flipped, they actually believe the other thing. It's just, I, I just, it's an insult to my intelligence and it's a complete and utter waste of my time. I have found that since I completely cut out the majority, I mean, I still, you can't avoid it. And frankly, you can't be so unplugged that you don't know nothing about what's going on because then you're truly blind. So I do have to like, from time to time, I'll get into whatever, some politics or some, just to understand, put, put my, my head in the water, sort of like get in the stream, put my, dip my toe in, sort of understand the temperature. But like, I've cut it out of my life almost entirely other than that. And the mental, just like when I cut out Twitter, the mental change in my life since I got rid of Twitter is powerful 
I'm a different man. I started this show as a wreck all over the place mentally. Twitter was a big reason why that I was all over the place. Mentally, I couldn't focus. I couldn't, like, it just had me all tore up. And I got rid of that shit. And uh, I have never looked back. And I'm never going back. Like, that app fucked my brain up for years. I didn't understand it until I quit it, got off it. And then I was like, holy shit. Really? Holy, sh- holy fucking shit. This had me twisted. I sure never- did. I never used that. That's the one I never did. Used. I was addicted. I remember how how intently and how passionately I tried to get you to engage in it. That's how addicted I was, dude. Yeah, you resisted. I just never got around to it. I guess. Good. It's a bunch of bullshit. No offense to Elon. I respect that man, but I I just it's just a bunch of nonsense to me. Like it, it it serves no meaningful purpose in public discourse, in my humble opinion. Other right. than to rile up people and have bots uh, attack well, their you know ideas, what it is, dude. We're we want to we want the low hanging fruit as well. I know. We um another thing that got bought, brought up in the last conversation. Before you do, and I know I'm interrupting. I'm being rude. I have to walk back that statement about saying it had no meaningful purpose, and that's a little too much. I mean, there is meaningful, pur- especially with journalism. I there's some things, and there's some parts of the world where Twitter is like. Because of Twitter, things have been coming. Well, dude, I think known people that, know us well enough to know that we're yeah, not yeah, yeah, extreme yeah. that way. Okay, we understand. Still, I feel nuance. instantly feel guilty because poor Elon's just trying to do his, you know, trying to no, turn but, turn a profit. And, and people that understand people nuance Mars. know that we're just talking about ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, you're nuanced. You were saying I interrupted. <laughs> do you remember? Um, I'm sorry. The low hanging fruit thing. Oh yeah, because yeah, this, this was brought up in the conversation we just had about the individual being the most important thing. Hmm. We don't want to accept that either. We want to blame institutions and um, political parties and paradigms for the ills of humanity. When what it really comes down to is there's something about the way that the individual is engaging with their reality. That's the problem. That's where it starts, man. I guess I would word it differently. Talk about ills of humanity. I don't think there's anything wrong inherently with humanity, actually. I think it's okay just the way it is. Alleged. I just think that the way it's being managed, uh, you know, is the well, way the it's narrative, being managed. The narrative too, man. On the the news tends to create this narrative of I don't even know if narrative. I guess the energy a lot of times is more what can we be worried about? What should people be panicked about? What are the worst things that go on? What what is what What's the worst that humanity is capable of? Number one. And two, what's the worst thing happening in real time? Let's, let's focus on that. Let me tell you about all the people that died in your area. 
Let me tell you about this person that got shot in your neighborhood. The crime rate. How does knowing that? How does knowing that really do anything for me? Because it's an anomaly of an event, right? Say someone got shot and killed in my neighborhood. That's probably an anomaly. So why do I even need to know about it? Because we're trying to take action on uh, gun gun control. You got a mental health. I don't know. See what I'm saying? It's bullshit. <coughs> look, look. I mean, I can I can tell you. <coughs> damn, dude. Sorry. I interrupt the conversation because I'm smoking too much. I'm vaping. I guess what I'm. I, it's so embarrassing. I'm I can't even talk. <coughs> I think the majority of the people are are living good lives in the sense that they're doing the best they know how to and they're just trying to be happy and treat uh, the people around them good that's what most people are doing but that doesn't get highlighted no but the thing is there is injustice in this world and there well, yeah, is definitely a lot of bad things so how do you reconcile that thing how do you like survive in this unnatural environment that we didn't evolve like we're so far away from what we evolved to do and and to be fair it like sometimes you need someone to expose something really bad for for action to be taken against it finally i get that too how do you How do you exist in this culture and not let it drive you mad? And to me, I think the only people that are sane are the creatives. Yes, I'm including musicians here too. I mean, I just mean people who are doing something to output in the culture. Well, you know what it is? Even Did though you, I think the culture is not your friend. Again, it, the, we talked that. about the association with certain things. Isn't it interesting that I've heard it said we honor yesterday's troublemakers and today's conformists. Isn't that how it always works? And for some reason, a lot of artistic and creative people kind of fall into the troublemaker category. Speaking of, how is it, have I heard it said that a cult is uh, the leader still alive and the religion is when the leaders passed away and now it's a religion? <laughs> it reminds me of that for some reason. Um, but yeah, man, like. It, it seems that the creative people were the ones that actually moved society along. It's funny, too, because a lot of creative people, their creative abilities and talents get hijacked for other people's purposes and ends. You know, you'll go and you'll. Like, well, I'm a creative and I'm, I'm a musician or I'm a graphic designer or I'm whatever. And then rather than me putting out a brand for myself or my own business, you know, I'm going to go work probably for like another company, somebody else's dream, vision. And there's a lot of people who are doing amazing, fulfilling, fantastic work doing that too. There's nothing wrong with that either. But no, it, but again, you got to do what you want to really want to do. If that's me, what you really want to do, great. Right, great. No problem whatsoever with that. But for me, I respect it. And in my life and in my purview, it is circling back to that authenticity that, uh, that I seek. And so I'd rather listen to content or view content that was created from that passion 
from that love than for, you know, so I fill up a lot of my time with, uh, either creating content or if I do listen, consume content, I got to make sure it's like, I'm very selective now. What one thing about this modern world that we can control that we can control what we take in. That's the one thing we have some control over. Not necessarily time, not at work, the eight hours I'm at the day job. I gotta, that's something that's different content. I gotta consume, but when I'm not at work, I have that control over what I consume. And that's, that's real power actually. And you also decide through what filter you're going to take in everything that you don't choose. Yeah. Like you can be proactive instead of reactive when you have to, you know, be in situations that you don't necessarily want to be in Hmm. at least long-term. But yeah, man, it's, um, this is how I feel now. And I've thought about it a long time and I think it's okay to live life for you. Mm -hmm. Cause you're the only one that's going to see life through your eyes. No one is going to take care of you and defend you better than you. You have to take your life into your own hands and be like, look, I'm going to do this thing the way I want to. And I don't care what anyone else says about it. Cause in the end, I'm the one having this existence. So, you know, obviously I would do it for me. Am I saying, am I saying that you shouldn't help other people or, you know, that that isn't a wonderful thing? Uh, No, I'm not saying that because you absolutely should if you want to. But if you don't want to, does that necessarily make you a bad person? I think everyone has the right to live how they want to live. Yeah, I don't believe in forced associations. Yeah. So honestly, like, just be authentic. Right? Be authentic. Do, again, there's always nuance to it. And in life, sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do. I'm not saying never do things you don't want to do. But I'm saying when you're making fundamental decisions in life, make sure that it's what you want to do, that it's what you want to be. To go with your gut. Like that's the calculation should be how can I most align with who I actually am? Like as a human being, intrinsically, what is the decision here that most aligns with what I actually feel? not what someone else told me to feel or do or some external fear. Oh no, I have to do this or this bad thing will happen. But rather like what, what is me, the human need, you know, part of the decision I made to even just like keep, like, I know you, we've talked about it, like even keep the show alive, right? To keep the show working and going through some tumultuous shit in both our lives during the pandemic just we started in the pandemic you know what i mean and that's a conscious decision that, you know, to- that was one of the that was one of the hardest periods of my life and i definitely was not all there 
but you can't let that stop you either. You know, because if we would have waited till we were quote better or ready or ready, we'd still be waiting. Probably we wouldn't have had any of these amazing conversations or like met these incredible people or had these insights and so many ideas that now I take, I take for certain, or I, I take chair, I cherish. Cause I understand that no idea is ultimately infallible. I can't even be married to my ideas. Cause even I can be wrong on anything. But my yeah. point is, it's like so much of my worldview today is completely shaped by inside the sound, like reaching out into the fucking world and meeting incredible other human beings. Like it just, it's, it has changed how I see things. And I can't go back. I'm not the same person anymore. And uh, I think that anyone who actually wants to follow a path of meaning in their life can choose to do it. I mean, you never can really predict where it's going to head, where it's going to take you. Right. But the journey is always, well, it's always mentionable. Anyway, it's always worthwhile. The journey is the whole reason, I guess. I don't know, man. I, uh, even this conversation, like some of the things I've talked about, we've talked about like, damn, like think about, we've come a long way from where we've been yeah i mean even the individuals we talked to again after a couple of years Thanks. i i can see i don't know i guess when you talk to someone you haven't talked to in a while they have changed but mm -hmm. you have also changed and you see how you kind of remember how you felt the first time you're like okay yeah i'm i am better in this way this way in this way you get to thinking about that particular time in the past you remember where you were at and everything i think better it's better though what our performance yeah. i agree oh yeah no 100 we've peaked <laughs> professionally we're peak professionalism here inside we're the definitely sound. different than we were but <clears throat> we're still the same if that makes sense yeah isn't that weird that's it and i brought that up earlier too about this journey it's like you can hear we're changed but at the same time in our core we're still you and me, dude, still Ryan, still Michael. And it's funny. It's like the same things that were always important to us are still important. I want to get to the bottom of things. I'm all about the rock and roll, but I'm, I, but I just love music in general. So it doesn't even matter if it's rock and roll or not. I just love music period. And I love musicians and I love creatives and I love the, the, the creative process, like that, the thing that causes that output, right? None of that's ever changed, but man, do I feel like a different person than even just, you know, just even the few short, short years ago when I first hit record to start this thing. So it just makes me wonder where we head next from here. And yeah, I don't know. with all the energy and momentum that we've built up over the last few years, like where that takes us, where that ride's going to go. Cause it, it's, I do have to say bonkers. Um yeah i have no idea shout I'm out to all you out. beautiful listeners and all you the new countries it's That's been hard to like to say like keep up frankly to anyone who has been listening beautiful listener and you're to this point again in another episode thank you like yes we have our selfish reasons but 
you're definitely one of the big reasons why knowing that someone is hearing this well taking time uh, out of the day to listen to this ryan speaking because, for himself you know, if i was speaking for myself i would say you are the only reason why i'd we uh, you know but ryan since you know he downplays the beautiful listeners sometimes but i just don't feel bad beautiful listeners don't let you're breaking up there <laughs> i couldn't hear what you said don't don't let ryan offend you when he says that you're only a small part of the picture here and inside the sound beautiful listeners you are inside the sound to us <laughs> and to me especially me not ryan but to me um <laughs> what are we talking about i remember i don't remember anymore um, i don't remember <laughs> um I, I think for me that's the peak professional way to end the end this one off this has been a very fascinating day frankly this has been a very good day and just just having conversation that's what we uh god that's what we specialize here here inside the sound hey man i don't know man i i, I how do i tactfully wrap up one of the, one of the most uh you know one of the one of the most epic one of the most meaningful conversations my entire life man i, I don't know how to do it I, I feel like i'm on the spot all of a sudden like i don't have any any idea at all how i could possibly uh i could wrap this up how i could like put a bow on it do any kind of like i wonder if there's any uh any way that we could do that do you think you can help me with that wait i gotta click on the thing hold on i'm struggling with technology why is my screen there we go. I fixed it. I'm back in, back in the man. I'm really struggling nice with this crisp photo depicting <laughs> nature. Nature. Here we go. Ah, uh, here we go. Let's just be wild and free, yeah. baby. No, I like that. I like that too. You know why it's so much fun for me. Um, <clears throat> I got some words of wisdom. I don't normally do the word of wisdom. You know, I let other people be wise. Not that I think I'm wise, but I do have some some things to share that I will share at the end of this very wise and and in depth, you know, conversation. And uh, that is, um, blow it up your ass. Don't tell me to live my life. Don't tread on me. No, I, <laughs> I have nothing. I have no wisdom to share. Why is it on the spot? I can't come up I with anything. I think there was meaningful. one individual who said it really <laughs> well. I think. One individual? What did, what did he say? Yeah. What, he or she? Yeah. What she they? said. What did she say? For her words of wisdom. Like, what were her words of wisdom? If you heard it, you know it. Oh, okay. Did you hear it? People that heard it know it. I think... Uh, I think for me... uh make sure you're eating protein i think that's that's important protein you can get that you know 
lots of great sources. Yeah, you also have to learn, you know, find sustainably sourced foods. And we're really quiet at the end of this conversation, man. I'm trying to trying to come up with something deep and significant. It's like the whole conversation oh. I can expound and pontificate. I'm like, what can I on the spot come up with something, you know, memorable and or wise and funny? How do our guests do it? They do it so well, and then I can't do it. How do they do that? I don't know. Could you do it for? I wonder if you have any uh, any They're words on of the wisdom spot with that. They really are. It's pretty cool. I love doing that. I love putting people on the spot. Well, I think that you should make sure that whatever you do to fill your time, that you do it well. Uh, and if you're not going to do that, well, then uh, what did I say before about uh, the time you live your life and load up your ass and whatever. <laughs> what about you man you got any words of wisdom you'll share for for our beautiful listeners what are you just, uh, anything classic anything timeless you just uh that you might want to say or share crazy uh crazy individual uh there was only, a lady that was on the show that i thought her words <clears throat> of wisdom were especially potent but i well yeah i mean you remembered don't yeah, because you pay quote. attention so you yeah i mean it only just happened so you should probably know it right what what was that since you brought it up go ahead i don't want to misquote <laughs> me either all right so if folks beautiful listeners if you want to hear the quote i guess you'll have to listen next week right no it's already out there it's not already out there oh was it last episode not that the before? lady and the gentleman that were just on didn't have it's hard to keep track man there's so many amazing people that come on the show um it's not hard to keep track we love you all fine i was being very vague listen in that. huh i was being very vague i noticed yeah and i and i didn't uh i didn't uh i didn't didn't understand exactly it was you were vague i mean that's the whole idea well folks uh great conversation terrible ending i'm just i'm i'm ashamed with how with how this train just hopped off the rails and just you know ran in the wall there crash and burn that's terrible. that's part of what needs to happen at least once i felt like some serious well they can't really mental more than once, right? momentum and then like once we stop i'm like i think we're gonna wrap this up and it's like Blah. and then all of a sudden like here I, now i wanted to like play my harmonica <laughs> getting better guys i've been practicing so that's just a little update i guess the universe does kind of <laughs> balance things out have a really good conversation and then yeah really and listen to some questionable great, wholesome american harmonica. americana music yeah man hey listen if it's good enough for uh you know it's good enough for tom petty it's good enough for me you know or whatever whoever played a harmonica it's good enough for john popper blues traveler it's good enough for me i really i really gotta work i feel like i'm let's not it's the only riff i know right just from the up to the down all right i'm done playing i'm done i'm done are you done i'm done we're done i think we're done folks um we're never done with you and uh, once again, you are inside the sound. You're the whole reason why we're here. Don't listen to Ryan about that part. And don't, don't take it to heart. Don't be hurt 
when he, when he, the beautiful listeners know yeah that i love them <laughs> yes they do that that is true all right um well i guess we should wrap this up put it a little bow on it you know give this little gift to humanity uh that is inside the sound go ahead and release this to the wild uh today so ryan i i guess i will ask you finally if you do in fact have any other words of wisdom that you would be willing to share i don't with our beautiful listeners i'm uh, i'm tapped out all right sounds good bye what did you wait you say you were tapped out i was trying to interrupt you and did you really just not have anything to say why do you have to steal my thunder ryan why do you enjoy this so much tormenting me with the i really did did you really just say you have nothing and that you're tapped out i swear to god i thought you were gonna do the thing that we do every single time we close an episode and i was gonna do the thing right where i interrupt you and the whole we had a whole bit planned and you're not gonna do it you're not gonna do the bit you're you're just gonna okay I'm just kidding. It's never a bit. I always do it genuinely. I love it. I genuinely enjoy interrupting you with loud music. It's just a lot of fun to do. You know what I mean? <laughs>